Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Thank you for sharing with your friends, family, coworkers, and associates. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, we ask that also you visit our website, www.windreamscollide.com. If you ever miss a call, you can just go there, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll see all the calls archived that we've ever done on the platform here. They're titled, dated, so you can get caught up on whichever you miss. Be sure to share it with friends, family, coworkers people that you love and that you care for. We ask that throughout the call, you post your notes on social media, tag us in it, use the hashtag when dreams collide so folks can see it, and let's get the good messages out there to everyone else. Also, while you're on the website, ladies, head on over to Straight Talk, Woman Talk. We are so excited, so excited about what's going on right now uh, with this platform. God is doing a phenomenal thing. Straight Talk, Woman Talk is a kingdom principle-based platform that's grounded and authenticity and truth with no judgment. Women are able to come to the table, share their, their, their authentic stories, their real truth, uh, and, and assist others in getting their breakthrough. We had our in-part session in Atlanta, Georgia this past weekend, which was absolutely phenomenal. The next stop is going to be Houston, Texas on August the 13th. So make sure you head on over to straighttalkwomantalk.com. Get your ticket. All the details and information is there as well. It'll be myself, Minister Keisha Wilson, and Minister Tony Senegal as well. So you want to make sure you get connected ASAP. And then join us Monday evenings at 8 p.m. via phone uh, for our weekly sessions. We're doing special features right now. And so every week you're going to hear from a different woman, a different journey, past story, testimony, uh, and lane of inspiration for so many. So get connected to Straight Talk Woman Talk today. We also have a group on Facebook that you can join. So just search Straight Talk Woman Talk and, and join the group there. And then for those of you with that entrepreneur spirit, uh, with that mentality of, you know, you're going to do it or you die, and you can head on over to builditforyourlastname.com. That's builditforyourlastname.com. Uh, that vision, man, is so powerful. My husband and I strongly believe that inheritance is what you leave for someone, but a legacy is what you leave in them, and it's time to stop hustling for your first name and begin building something of significance for your last name, regardless of what company you're with, what industry that you're in. If you're going to put forth the time, the energy, and the effort uh, to building something, make sure you're building it for your family's last name so that when you, your time is up, when you're going on the glory, what you leave behind for your family is much better than what they had when you were here. And so head on over to buildingforyourlastname.com, get connected, Check out the gear that's there. we got shirts. we got hats as well. Um, and so we'll do shipping uh, every single day so you can make sure that you get your gear. Once you get it, take a picture, post it on social media, share it with us, tag us in it, use the hashtag Bifflin, <laughs> which are the initials, B-I-F-Y-L-N, for Build It For Your Last Name, so we can see that as well. All right, folks, let's go ahead and get this call started on this morning. If you're driving, be safe, put in your earpiece. If you're stationary, get out your pen and your paper. My husband's here ready to rock and roll. Remember, post your notes on social media. Use the hashtag when drinks collide so we can see it. Honey, come on to the line and say good morning to our VIP. Oh, absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, 
partners. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, did you hear me? I said I am excited about your future. That's why I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. What do you have left? What do you have left? What do you have left? <laughs> in spite of what has taken place in your life, what do you have? What do you have left? In spite of who's walked out of your life, what do you have left? In spite of the circumstance and the challenges that you have faced and the, the things that have not gone your way, what do you have, what do you have left? It is, it is a relevant question to ask yourself this morning because one of the tricks of the enemy is to show you things as they are. Ladies and gentlemen, I have learned in the words of Dr. Miles Monroe that you must always believe in the dark what God has shown you in the light. You must believe in the dark what God has shown you in the light because you have to be tested. There can be no testimony without a test. There can be no message without a mess. There can be no ministry without a mistake. But I have to ask you the critical question this morning. What do you have left? I know who left you. I know what didn't work out. We know what didn't happen the way you thought it ought to happen. We know all of the setbacks and, and disappointments. But, but my question is, what do you have left? What, what is left in you? Do you have, do you have your willpower left? Is, is your mind left? Oh, it's not until you lose your mind that you can sometimes come to your senses. It's not until you lose your mind that sometimes you come, you come to your senses. It was good for him to leave you. But what do you have left? It was good for them to turn their backs on you. But what do you have left? I love the story in the Bible where Jesus is now teaching. and He's been teaching for such a long period of time that all of the students and all of the people that are listening to his words are, are now hungry. I can see them passing out. They've been there for days listening to the, to the master teacher explain different philosophies and explain the kingdom. He's talking and, and he's teaching. And, and his disciples are peppered throughout the, the audience. There's 5,000 people there. When you add women and children, most biblical scholars say they had about 15,000 people in attendance. And it's amazing to me that he was able to galvanize such a large crowd of people when he only recruited 12. <laughs> how, how do you turn 12 and mobilize into 15,000 without Facebook? How, how do you turn 12 and, and mobilize them into 15,000 without Twitter, without YouTube, without Instagram? How, how do you turn 12 into 15,000 without a business card? What do you have left? See, if you look at what you have left and, and you begin to, to maximize the moment and say, God, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. You can begin to see clearly the picture of possibilities. You can paint on the canvas of your imagination the things that it is that you want to have because eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for you, but... 
But what do you have left? And um, now he's teaching and they're hungry. And his, his, his students, as it were, they come to him and say, oh, Jesus, you, you, you kind of long-winded, brother, and, and these folks are hungry. And what do we need to do? And he sends them out to go look for something. And they come back only with a lunchbox kit of a young man, a young lad. And uh, they bring that lunchbox kit to him. And, and uh, the mother says, oh, this is only what we have left. <laughs> this is all we have all we have left. It's amazing to me that uh, most of the times what ends up happening is we look at what we have left as something that's so small. But you have to understand that everything that is big was once small. In other words, the harvest, it never looks like the seed. The seed is always small. The harvest is always large. That's why you can count the amount of seeds in an apple, but you can never count the amount of apples that come from one single seed. What do you have left. Huh. Maybe you're not in the season where you're eating steak and shrimp, but, but what do you have left? Maybe you're not in the season where you're traveling around the world experiencing the finer things of life, but what do you have left? Maybe you're not in a season in your business where things are growing exponentially, but what do you have left? Maybe you're not in the season at this point where everybody knows your name and your story, but what do you have left? Because if you Take what you have left. It can bring you what you want that's best. And um, they take what they have left. They take this little snack, this little meal, these, these two fish and five barley loaves of bread. They take the two fish, the two small fish is how it's described. Isn't it amazing how people will look at what you have left and begin to demonize what you have left. Baby, can I say something to you? You cannot demonize and evangelize at the same time. Yes, you cannot demonize and evangelize at the same time. You cannot insult and inspire at the same time. What do you have left? Hey, what do you have left? Huh. They take it to them and they give it, give over what they have left. At least, at least they gave it. Yeah, some of us, yeah, it's it's small, but I give it. It's not all that, but I give it. I don't have it all together, but I give it. And and they bring what they have left to them. They said, uh, it's just two small fish and five barley loaves of bread, but this is all we have left. And Jesus takes what they have. Yeah. He takes what they have left, what's not enough, what the world does, what the world sees as inadequate, what the world, what the crowd sees as not enough, what the crowd sees as not good enough. He still takes it. Hmm. Isn't it good to know that even when man rejects you, God redirects you? <laughs> Isn't it good to know when, when man says no, God says yes. Isn't it great to know that when man puts a period on your story, God can turn it into a comma and add a but to it. But God, it's a conjunction, baby. I'm telling you, a conjunction's function is to tie in the new and remove it from the old. It's 
spite of it being two small fish and five barley loaves of bread, it's what I have left that I bring to the table. Baby, don't ask me what I bring to the table. I brought the tag on table. It's, it's what I got left. And, and they give it to him. Now he takes it and, and the scripture says he, uh, watch it, he didn't complain about what was left. Scripture doesn't say he, he was angry that this is all that was left. He, he didn't complain and, and get bewildered and perplexed that, that out of all y'all that's been rolling with me, you mean to tell me you didn't think forward into the future? You don't know my mechanics and you don't know who I am and, and how I operate and how I function enough to know you need to pre-plan for what's going on with such a large event? He didn't do any of that. He took it. <sighs> And he blessed it. Can you get to the place in your life that you thank God for what you have left? Where you stop complaining about what left and who left, and you just thank God for what I got left. I, I don't have the money, but I still got a mission. I don't. Ah, oh, shucks. I don't. I don't have the answers, but but I. Still am here. I don't. I don't have all of the things, but I am grateful for what I have left. And he blessed it. And when he blesses it, he then breaks it. And after he blesses and breaks it, then it multiplies. Can I say something to you? Number one, bless what you have left. Number two, endure the breaking process. Because number three. You will be multiplied. And what seemed to be so small, so insignificant, the thing that you have left that seems insurmountable, something that doesn't seem as though it's going to be enough, will feed. Not five. Not 15. Not 15,000. Not 15 million. It's going to feed whoever's left in the crowd of your life because you were willing to endure the process and say, what do I have left? Bless what you have left. Enjoy the breaking process because you will be multiplied. Amen to that. You see, what you have left, ladies and gentlemen, will lead you to your next step. What you have left will lead you to your next step. Every experience you have is a seed for your next season. Every single experience you have is a seed for your next season. Everything. Why? Because you learn from it. You, you stretch. You grow. You're able to extract something from everything that you experience, good or bad. You are able to extract something from it and then use it as a seed for your next season. Because if what you experienced was good, then you go ahead and you sow it. For good seed. If it wasn't good, then guess what? You'll be able to flip it and turn it out for good, into something good, ladies and gentlemen. Philippians 4, verse 12 through 13 says, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret to being filled and going hungry, both having abundance and suffering needs. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For some, for, for many people, based on your season, all you have is work. Conference muted. Uh
All you have is what it is that he has called you to do, that idea, that vision, that dream. That's all you have, and that's okay. Don't let social media or mainstream media lead you to believe that you have to have a lot in order to get something done. Sometimes your faith is just enough. Look at Moses. Moses had to exercise a tremendous amount of faith in order to lead a a whole group of people, an entire many nation within themselves out of out of out of poverty into prosperity it takes a lot for an individual to say you know what i can do it i can't i am the one huh that that's tough some people are so quick to raise their hands and say pick me pick me i'm the one i'm the one while others who are actually called they're like "Uh you can keep that i'm not ready for that yet (laughs) but that's what he did that's exactly what he did. And Moses had to tell the people, because they were terrified. They were afraid to leave what was familiar to get to uh, what was promised. You won't be, Sometimes you won't be able to get to your favorite future until you leave your festering familiar. That's what's wrong with a lot of people. You can't get to that, the milk and honey, the place of favor, because you could be festering in what's familiar. But he told them, he said in, in Exodus 14, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he accomplished for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight you, will fight for you while you keep silent. And that's a powerful verse. It actually says four things. The first thing he says in there is be fearless. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So what, what you are afraid for? So sometimes, like I said, your faith is enough. What you have left is your faith, so you can't be fearless. The second thing he said is be still. For a lot of people, man, listen, you can't. You're so busy wanting to be busy, you can't sit still long enough to hear what the Lord is telling you to do with what you have left. Be still for a moment so you can hear from him. You think that what you have isn't enough, but actually it's more than enough. If he can do it with two fish and five loaves of bread, he can do something with your $100. He could do something with your five dollar bill. You don't 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 question him. Be still so you can hear from him and he'll tell you what to do with what you have left. The third thing he said is be watchful. Be watchful. Be watchful by looking at the testimonies of other people. What do you have left? You don't know? Look at what he did with what was left with other people. Man. They went from living on the streets to now they're living in prosperity. Or they went from foreclosure and repossession to, to now they got double. Or, man, they had their first 10 businesses fail abysmally. And now they got a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Whatever it is, be watchful. There are other people that you can look to as an example of God's glory and what he's capable of doing. And the fourth thing that scripture tells us is to be quiet. Be quiet. Stop complaining about what you don't have enough of. Stop complaining about what you have left. And just be patient enough for him to move and do something with it. If you are, if you're complaining, the only person you can hear is you. You can't hear him for all of your own talking. It's not your friends, your family, your, and, and your associates getting in the way of what God has for you is you getting in the way with it. Because every time you open up your mouth, you complain about what's not enough. 
and he's already told told you this is it work with what you got get creative i mean i mean I, when you broke you get creative i did when i when i was broke facing eviction and repossession years ago guess what i did i was living off of payday loans did i have a payday no but i said dangled one and i have four payday loan companies in rotation using one to pay off the other was that the best way to handle that situation no but i figured i did something i took what i had left and i made i took action and that's the key that's the most important thing about all of this it's taking action with what you have left i learned a tremendous lesson about myself throughout that process and I learned a tremendous lesson about God as well. Was that as much as creative as I am, as 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 multifaceted as I can be with conjuring up different ways and scenarios to survive, I couldn't hold a candle to sustaining me to the extent that God could. My most creative ideas were not were no match to what He can do. When I chose to get out of my own way, when I chose to be fearless, be still, be watchful, and be quiet, when I chose to do those things and completely decrease so the Lord can increase in my life, that's when things begin to change for me. You can have all the ideas in the world, ladies and gentlemen. You can have so many things that that is possible to do. And you'll get nowhere if you don't listen to the right person. The one voice that you should follow is the voice of the Lord, not man. Now, he'll send people your way to lead you and to guide you, and that's good. But in order for you to really maximize what you have left, you got to be in a position where you can actually listen to them. You can listen to him. That's the key, listening to the Lord. Because he told Moses, Moses, who was leading out all these people who had no weapons, nothing nothing massive, no, no cannons, no no horses, no, 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 nothing major in the natural that would show that he could be able to lead these people. He told Moses, just raise up your staff. Ladies and gentlemen, a staff is a stick. It's like a cane. Just take this cane, take this staff, and raise it up over the waters, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to part the Red Sea. What? That's all he had left was the staff and his faith to believe that what God said he was going to do with it he would actually do. And you know how the story ends. He did it. The Lord delivered. He's a provider, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he does. He'll take the little bit you got left and turn it into something big, bigger than what you could have ever thought or imagined. That's what the scripture tells us. Mine eyes haven't seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So guess what? Take what you got. Be fearless. Be watchful. Be still. And be quiet. And watch what God does with it. Honey? What you have left will bring you the best. What you have left will bring you the best. Because what you have left is a seed. The seed that leaves your hand will never leave your life. It goes into your future where it has been multiplied. Listen to me. Nothing will ever leave heaven until something first leaves earth. 
Nothing, the answer will never leave heaven until first the question leaves earth. The harvest will never leave heaven until first the seed leaves earth. What do you have left? God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.